gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome back to Houston's Inspiration Station. Praise 92.1. And we're here on a still saved show. I'm yours truly. Just Dave. Just a regular dude from the SWAT. And we sit down with some of the coolest people who have some of the dopest and most influential stories of change and transformation. And today is unlike any other day. Because I got my hero, the <laughs> homie, the man, the myth, the legend, the one and the only, Woo. JQ is in the building. Man, what is going on, H-Town? My boy David in the building, man. It's an honor and in in to be in your presence, man, on this show. It's definitely going down. I'm feeling good, baby, on a Saturday. Man, feeling good, feeling great. You just uh, came back from a pretty dope experience this week with my homie D-Rec from Rec Shop Records. Yeah, um, You was in the movie, dog. Yeah, yeah, you was in the movie, ain't tell no nah, boy. You man, told me. Yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying? You know, I, I didn't broadcast it like I needed to broadcast, man. You know, you know, doing the radio thing and the DJ thing, you know, I've mastered that. And, you know, it, uh, I've been working, you know, behind the scenes, under the radar. Um, you know, it's been always a passion for acting and uh, movies, learning about the directing, the executive producer. So I've been dipping my hand up there under the radar. So now, you know, I just did the 33rd, uh, The Next Generation, which is the part three into the 33rd series, man. And, you know, had a uh, part in the movie, you know, and do it, doing what I do, make people laugh, make people feel good. And, um, I didn't die in this movie, <laughs> so, you know, which is always that's, a good thing. That's a big thing. It, it came close. They, <laughs> some people were saying, oh, man, they see me run off with a little injury, but, I, you know, I'm, I'm still alive if they do a sequel. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> that's funny, bro. That's funny, man. What was it like uh, being a part of something that is so Houston, that is so H-Town, right? Because I remember the first one came out over 22 years ago, yeah. and that was classic. It kind of put Houston on the map. And no to doubt. see D-Rec and the rest of the crew putting on and to continue in his legacy, uh, bro, what was it like to be a part of that? Man, it, it was amazing, man. And and then the crazy thing is, like, came back full circle. Um, like you said, 22 years ago was the first one, and I think, like, after three or four years they did part two. I was still in Bryan, um, a college DJ and doing radio at a small station. And I had a relationship with, uh, uh, um, had built a bond with D-Rec and Floyd and the whole Rec Shop family. And they had me come down to Houston and do a cameo in that movie, which was my first actual movie experience. In the, and the scene I was in was with uh, Ali Sadiq. And that was my first time meeting him and uh, the late Ronaldo Ray, mm -hmm. great comedian, man. So, you know, that is, experience to be a part of that in the writing and now coming full circle to the, the the third installment man and seeing so many people from H-Town and so many legendary actors like Clifton Powell yes, that, that, that was in it man watching him and picking up some things from him and learning hey man this guy this guy's an icon man he's done so many great things and I don't think he gets the, the proper um, homage you know what I'm saying? For what he's done, man. But it was amazing, man. Definitely putting on for the city. Great actors. Uh, great uh, artists. Getting their first time to be in a movie like Propane. You know, mm -hmm. did a great, phenomenal job. D-Lo. Um, you know, it, it was it was phenomenal, man. Yeah, Seeing H-Town yeah. put on, man. We, 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 we're the fourth largest city, man. And we need to be doing more movies and television here, man. No, absolutely, man. And I definitely foresee that coming. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm sitting down with my homie JQ. And yes, you are listening to Praise 92.1. I know you heard the voice and you probably thought, wait a minute. Did, do, <laughs> do I got... <laughs> I done got JQ in the church, baby. Yes, yes, yes. We is in here. We is in here like swim. Well. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. It's going down. Oh, man, but JQ is also uh, one half of the afternoon drive on 97.9 The Box, one yes. of the hottest uh, shows in the city. Yes. Um, it was a long journey to get there. I know it was. You also DJ for a new Houstonian. Hmm, let me see. Curtis Jackson. Yes. The one yes, and only 50 yes, Cent. Yes, yes. What is yes. that like, bro? Man, you know, me and 50 been rocking, man. Like everybody, I always get the question, man, how did you get so cool with 50 Cent, man? And the short story is, you know, since I moved to Houston, which was in 2004, and this around the time he had just come out, a Get Richard Die Trying, he came up to the station, met him for the first time. And, you know, with Fifth, he's the kind of person that 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 uh, feeds off energy. Yep. Um, kind of felt my energy fast forward seeing him out of town a couple of times and we just like we just like hit it off like we just have long talks and then when we get to the last eight years you know he's had a lot of business ventures uh he's had a lot of um 
liquor brands and everything. And, you know, when he got ready to, you know, market it, he wanted me to be on board with him, sign with him. He said, hey, man, I trust you. You're loyal. And I want you to be the face of one of the faces of my brands. You know, I've done the effing vodka with him. Uh, now he has uh, Branson Cognac and Le Chim de Wai Champagne, which is now uh, the official uh, spirits for the Astros, the Rockets, that. and the Texans. Come know? on, all three. He's all like, I'm going three, for all man. three. Doing big things, baby. <laughs> Doing big things, man. Dude, you clearly are... Um, an icon here in the city. I know you probably wouldn't consider yourself that because you're yeah, somewhat yeah, I'm, of a, I'm a modest dude. You know, I, I feel like I I'm still say trying that, to get to it. I'm Listen, still t- I appreciate I it. I can say that. I can say that. Let me <laughs> yeah. let me boost you up, bro. Okay, let me okay, boost okay, you up, okay, man. Okay, okay. Um, you're definitely a, a role model for myself, somebody in radio who I look up to, who I watch, I observe, I study. Uh-huh. No pressure. Yeah, yeah. You know what okay, I'm saying? Okay, okay, um, okay. But uh, the road to this seat hasn't been easy. Ooh. It hasn't been a straight road to success. There have been some curves. Curves, there's yes. been some ups and some downs. Yes. Take me back, bro. Take man. me back to Brian and, and, man, and you what know, was it like getting here? Man, you know, small, small town dude from Brian College Station. That is my that is my hometown right there, man. You know, everybody, if you're not familiar with Brian College Station, uh, if you when you hear Texas AM University, you'd be like, Oh, that's where it's at. Yeah, that's where it's at. Um, you know, growing up, man, growing up, going to high school, college, DJing parties and everything, man, you know, I just had a passion for music and I just knew that I wanted to be I wanted to be one of the greatest in the game, you know what I'm saying? And I did radio there and learned from a couple of people uh, that worked at uh, here in Houston in Radio Lester Pace and Walter D. They mentored me, showed me everything about the game. But, you know, going through it, you know, it looks all gravy outside. You know, you, you see the smiling JQ. You see, you see... You see the guy that turns up in the club, make you dance through through music. But, you know, the backstory is, man, mentally it was a struggle, you know, dealing with hate, you know, because I'm I'm a guy that likes tries to like everybody. Yeah, I, tr- I want to be liked by everybody. Finding out at a young age that that's not the case, that a lot of people are not going to like you mm-hmm. and. You have to be cool with that. Yeah, and it's not always for a particular reason. No, it's not for a reason. Some people don't reason. like you, not you know, because you took their girl or yeah. maybe you're cuter than them or you play basketball yeah. better than they do or yeah. you're envious of something. Yeah. Sometimes, bro, people just don't like you. Just, they just for no reason. Just for no reason. And, man, I think that was the first thing that of darkness that I felt. Because I and you're saying that that happened early, like early, teens, yeah, yeah, like late teens, late teens, and it really started happening for me. I probably say 18, and this is when I've really started to DJ. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So it's like you getting out there and you trying to you do stuff, and you're around people smiling, and you have somebody that looks at you like, man, I just don't like you, and I'm like, why? He said, I don't know, I just don't like you. And that blew my mind. He could not give me a reason. So, you know, it's like, man, that put me in a depression. I was like, man, like, what am I doing? Like, I'm, and then sometimes people don't like you because they heard something. Sometimes people lie. Hey, this person said this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And a lot of times people won't go to you and ask you, hey, man, and not in a confrontational way, just, hey, I heard that you said this. Let's clear the air. Yeah, yeah. No, I did not say that. No, I didn't. And you have a lot of that into this day, and that's why a lot, of, a lot of relationships are getting broken and everything. A lot of people's mental spirit is broken because of hearsay. So you got you got the truth, and then you got fiction. Mm. A lot of stuff is fiction most of the time. And it's easy to kind of take it, you know, at face value, you know, and it's hard to sometimes actually go find the truth. Yeah. Because a lot of times the stuff that we're presented with doesn't contain all the facts. Yeah. Or sometimes it does, but it just doesn't have context. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And so it's very easy to misconstrue and people can make assumptions and opinions based on like little snippets. Yep. Social media has yep. like really been a yep. proponent of that. Yep. You know, people taking them click bites and stuff and throwing them out there and people totally misunderstanding the whole person. Yes. The whole person. Yes. yes. Um, and, and I see a lot of myself in you, bro, because I, I have that that people pleasing nature mm-hmm. where I just want to make folks happy. Yeah. I want folks to like me, yeah. whether it's my family, my friends, and even people that don't know me. Right. Like, you know, I want, I'm a pretty cool dude. Yeah. At least I think I am, yeah. you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. And so True. when we find out yeah. that people don't ain't feeling us, yeah. 
sometimes it could put you and it's crazy because you yeah. can have all these people in your circle right yep. wife spouse parents kids friend close friends yeah. that support you yep and they're the ones whose opinions really matter yep. but you get this one person that don't know us and that shatters your whole world why and you know because that's it's human nature yeah you know because you a lot of times me coming up i didn't have a person that had the tools to tell me like jay like don't worry about that like if you got five strong people in your circle that love you and care for you, come on. The next three, four hundred that don't like you don't matter. Mm. We didn't, I didn't have that then. Yeah, I didn't have. Yeah, I didn't yeah. have that till later on in life. So you dealing with that, and then you got a you got a kid that's also at that particular time is the you got people that don't like you. Got people that's hating on you. People trying to block you. Sometimes people also. Like you say, a jealous, jealous and uh, envy, envious of you because of your success. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm living life. Like I'm DJing, I'm throwing my own concerts. You know, this is how I met all the Houston artists at the time. And I'm in a small town. And I guess for then, some people didn't like it. And, you know, it's like people try to roadblock you. And you like try to get a, a rise out of you. And they never could get a rise out of me. But little do they know, mentally, they would never know it. But mentally... It was taking me down the dark path. Then you come back around at the same time, my parents are getting divorced. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. so then it's like, it's just say like all of these storms keep coming at you. Hate, jealousy, yeah. Parents getting divorced. You with a in a relationship, you fall in love for the first time. You get your heart broken. Oh, that's the one right that, there, Jay. That hey, the wrong time for something to happen. Any man or woman knows that first love, heartbreak, <laughs> betrayal could oh. take you down to Chinatown. <laughs> I'm just saying, Look. man. Woo! Let me tell you, gave me goosebumps. It's like uh -huh. you're just like ah ah, and for me, it's like it's like it wouldn't stop. Yeah. I got over that first love. Hey, I'm going to go try love again. How? Let me pull the dice out. Snake eyes again. <laughs> like got 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 married at a young age for the first time and went through a betrayal and that ended up getting divorced, going through that darkness. And it's like, so then you're like, man, this can either break me down and mm -hmm. turn me into a bitter person. Yep. This can turn me into a person that I don't want to be. Mm -hmm. or I can flip it. Yeah, I knew I didn't want to be a bad person because a lot of people think about it. People get hurt by love, man or woman. Yeah. When it happens consistently, you're like, oh my God, hey, I'm going to be hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to protect I'm going to Rick James them. I'm going to love them and leave them. I'm going I'm to I'm instill that hurt. Not intentionally, mm -hmm. but you're instilling her into another person because... Who knows, God may be about to send you the person that you're supposed to be with. And because two or three didn't work out, then you come into this next situation with that bad mentality, with that bad seed, and then you mess up that person who was the perfect person for you. And guess what they're going to do? They're going to go not trust, and the cycle continues and continues. Mm. Ooh, can we talk about it? Man, talk man, man, man. We we definitely are gonna get into how you broke the cycle, right? Um, for those of you just tuning in, welcome to the Still Save Show. I got my man JQ, and yes, you are listening to Praise ninety two point one. I know you recognize the voice. Praise ninety two point one. I am in here. You know, we're dealing with all of that, man. And you know, like I said, all the hate, all of that stuff going, parents going on. I think I was on my second or third relationship well my third relationship was my marriage that traumatized me and so then you start thinking like the, my mom had moved away for a little bit yeah. I was still living in our house she still had a house she was teaching she had a teaching gig she was teaching uh, out of town at the particular time for a short amount of time I'm at home by myself and now I'm at the darkest lowest place in my life I didn't want to be here anymore Right. I didn't want I said how can I I try to do good this doesn't feel good. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one night and my roommate at the particular time and I used to have people all throughout through my apartment at the time. And when I got to the lowest moment, I said, I don't want to be here anymore. I don't want to live anymore. I used to have a gun that my dad had gave me 
and it always stayed loaded. And one night I, I just lost it, man. And I took the, took the, the gun, I put it to my head and I hauled back and I clicked it. And all it said was click. And it scared me. Pop. And then uh, I had three roommates, uh, two roommates. One of them walked in and they saw it. he ran and tackled me. And it's like, yo, yo, what are you doing? And I was so scared because I couldn't believe I did it. Mm. Like I was crying. I was like, I was shaking and everything. And when it happened, these same people saw what I was going through. Yeah, they, yeah. Like God, God had to have put that message in them. They took the bullets out the gun. Didn't know. Before that incident. Before the incident. Before the incident. Wow. Like a couple of days before. Mind you, this gun stays low. It stays up under my bed. Never had to touch it. It was only for for my dad say, protect yourself. Somebody runs up on you. Never shot it in my life. And they just say it was loaded. It, and I could tell you it was a three fifty seven, uh, short barrel Magnum. Six bullets, gone, done. So that freaked me out. So I I wasn't eating. I passed out one day, and I just uh, in the middle of the street, my head uh, went down and fell and hit a hit my head on a car, parked car, rushed to the hospital. That's when my mom found out. She came down. It's like, yo, what are you doing? You need to go to counseling. What do you you know get your mind right? And you know what? Counseling wasn't working. None of this was working. Mm-hmm. None of this was working. Like I was just sick. It was like the worst feeling in the world. And I remember one of my pastors gave me a couple of scriptures yeah. to read every day, every day, every day, to every re- day. To recite those scriptures. Recite them. Every, day. Them every time I start feeling it, just repeat it. Read it 10 times the first time. And every time you feel the low, read it, read it, read it, read it. Two days. Two days, it's like nothing ever happened. Wow. It was like all the hurt and pain vanished. Mm. It vanished. Like a while I felt better. Did I still go through some stuff? Sure. Yeah, mental uh, mm-hmm. ups and downs, yes. But you're talking about a weight. It was, yeah. I was scared, like, oh, my God. Yeah. And I went when I went to church the next Sunday, I went in front of the, uh, the congregation, and I just, you know, I confessed what I tried to do to myself and let them know that. Yeah, God can change it. Come on. I, I didn't need no medicine. People, the doctor said, I'm going to give him prescription meds. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And I took some stuff for a little bit, and I just didn't yeah. want to do it. God did it. Man. God did it. Come on. <laughs> God did it. Like, Listen, man. man. <laughs> Listen, I'm so thankful that he did because you bring so much joy, so much, so much happiness to so many throughout this city and to the people that know you. You know, you're definitely a blessing. Yeah. It's just a blessing to know you, bro. Oh, yeah. yeah. So Appreciate that. I'm so I'm thankful that God and you allowed God to have that transformative moment in your life, man. But, bro, did you notice signs prior to that day where you grabbed the gun? Did you ever notice, like, signs like, man, something's wrong? Like, you know. Oh, yeah. I could just tell how I was feeling. It was just that feeling of just feeling low. You know, um, you know, I did some of the dumb stuff that everybody you know, thought I, I never was a drinker. I never was a person that used drugs or whatever. I think that was my first introduction of trying alcohol. Yeah. That was my first introduction of trying uh, marijuana. Mm-hmm. Not knowing that if you're feeling, because uh, I would see people say, hey, smoke a little weed, it'll make you feel good. Yeah, yeah. But if you're depressed, it it makes you more depressed. Yeah, it, 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 <laughs> <They're> not- <laughs> it enhances... The thing that you're trying to get rid of, man. And so, <laughs> man, I so they was like, nah, can't do this. But yeah, that those were signs. I was just walking around when I when I would DJ. You could never tell nothing was wrong with me. It's and see, like, you know what? I'm glad you said that, bro, because you're such a dope DJ. Um, as a DJ myself, I've had the chance to experience you live, uh-huh. and I've had a chance to see you in your hip hop element. I've had a chance to see you in your pop element, and, and you kill it every time, right? You bring this persona and this spirit to the room that makes people feel good, right? Yeah. And even when you're on the air, like yeah. we can't see you on the air, yeah. but when we listening to you ride in the car, we feel like we know you, oh, right? Yeah. You oh, got yeah. a connection with your audience and you do so well at that. And and your occupation, mm-hmm. it requires you to be happy, yes. to be joyful, yes. to be the life of the party, right? It's almost like you got to turn it on, turn it off sometimes. Yep. Yep. Bro, how did that affect the depression? Man, it was like it was like a struggle because I had I felt like people depended on me 
for mm-hmm. happiness. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I never wanted to make somebody else feel sad. Because it's like, if JQ's sad, my problems, it would people be people around me to this day at this radio station I work in. Like, some people would be going through hell. Yeah. And seeing me and making them laugh would make their day better. So... For years, it's always been like that, even when I was coming up. So I was I was programmed mm-hmm. to always show face, smile, smile all the time. I could be having the worst day in the world. You would never know it. It's yeah. like I'm smiling, I'm laughing, but then I get away. When I'm on the air, I'm doing this stuff, and then I go in my office and shut the door, and I'm sitting there with tears in my eyes. You know what I'm saying? It's like, man. Like nobody would see it. Like, and it got to the point. All right, man. Next time I see the door shut, I'm coming in. I'm coming in. <laughs> Give me a key. <laughs> you know what? I've gotten better. I've gotten better now. Where I have not shut that door unless I'm in a meeting. Cause and and, yeah. it, and it takes and it takes training. Yeah. It takes it's it takes training and it, and you know programming myself like that. And we where it comes to a part where you realize it's a problem. Yeah. To not. It's cool to show your emotions. And that's something that I had to learn. And I think for the most part, the story that I just told of me attempting to take my life, and when I was on the morning show, Mad Hatter Morning Show, it was it was around the time where Floyd Mayweather's one of his friends had uh committed suicide. Yeah. And we yeah. were talking about it. And I remember that they were reading the story and people could not figure out like why this guy would do this and everything. And I kinda said, you know, Mind you, I'm the funny guy on the set, and I kind of say, man, you know, it's an impulse. You never think about who you're going to hurt, what it says in the Bible, all that goes out the window, it's the impulse. And then, so, I remember how it was like, yo, Jay, how do you know this? I said, because I almost did it. Mm. And then I told that entire story on the air. Everybody in the studio was crying. The whole, it's like, that was, that was the biggest therapy for me. Cause I opened up to the world that yes, JQ is happy. JQ smiles. JQ dances around, but JQ is human. Mm. And that was one of the best days in radio for me. That yeah. was one of the best days in my life because I helped so many people that day. Mm. And I didn't know it till I stepped out that studio and I remember one time I went to a club and I had this bouncer. He looked like Debo. All the, bouncers look like the, Debo. The, the Debo. The real yeah. good bouncers yeah. look like Debo. And he, I walked in, I'm getting ready to head to the stage and he grabs me and he deafs me and he hugs me. And I'm like, what's going on? He said, hey, he's kind of weird. He said, hey, man, thank you. I said, what? He said, man, I heard your story on the radio. He said, that day I was dealing with some stuff with my wife and I wanted to kill myself. And I heard your, I heard your testimony and I said, man, if this guy can overcome it, he said, I snapped out of it. He said, I just want to thank you because you saved my life today. I mean that day. And then I had parents that came to me and it's like, I was in a a car with my teenage boy and he started crying and he admitted that he didn't want to live anymore. And I went and got him help. Come on. I was like, I was like, whoa. So, so many people were coming to me and opening. It was almost like I was the counselor. People were coming to me and they were opening up about what they were going through. And then that's when I knew I had another purpose of being totally transparent, not only in radio, but in my real life. It's cool not to smile. So some days I will come in here and I'm quiet and somebody will say, Jay, you all right? I say, yeah, but I'm having a day. I'm having a day. And that's okay. It's it's okay, it okay, man. Okay. And that is the problem that we have. A lot of people don't want to open. It's it's all right, and especially as men, we're taught to be strong. It's all right to open up and say that you need help. It's all right to say, "Hey, man, I need somebody to talk to." Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like you 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 have to do that. But you know, going through that like changed my life until this day. You know, I, I'm a part of a lot of suicide prevention uh, programs where I talk to kids, talk to adults. Uh, and then amazing when you hear stories about people that you're in the industry with that went through the same things that you went through attempting to take their life or just thought in their head that you don't want to be here. Yeah. And I always tell people, I said, the minute that you think that it's time to ask somebody for help, because like I said, it's an impulse. Yeah. Yeah. Before you know it, you're like, you're like, 
I don't want to be here, but I wouldn't really try to do anything to myself. But the one time when you're at your lowest, you will attempt it and it'll be a spur of the moment thought. And the next thing you know, you made the biggest mistake of your life. Yeah, and you can't take it back. Nope. You can't take nope, it back. you can't. And there's a lot of hurt that comes with that. Listen, man, this is the reason why we started the Still, the Still Save show is because of stories like this. The Bible says that we overcome by the blood of the lamb mm-hmm. and the word of our testimony. Ooh. Yes, it is Ooh. definitely necessary to have the blood of Jesus, and we're super grateful for his sacrifice, but it says, and the word of our testimony, just like the testimony you just shared. Yep. Clearly, we've seen so many people overcome because of your transparency mm-hmm. and opening up. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick, quick break. When we come back, we're going to break this thing down. We're going to break down the breakthrough, and we're going to learn just a little bit more about how my homie, the hero, JQ, dug himself out of this hole and is still yes. the coolest dude on the planet. There Let's it get is. It. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Still Save show where we sit down with some of the dopest individuals who have some of the most influential and inspiring stories of change and transformation. And today I got my homie, the man, the myth, the legend, the one and only DJ JQ. Hey, we is in here. <laughs> we is in here. We, yes. are, we are blessed and highly favored today. I, I stole him from next door. Yes. He had yeah. to walk a long 52 steps. Yeah, 52 <laughs> steps, man. I'm tired. My legs are sore. <laughs> oh, man, I appreciate you coming to hang out with me in the praise that, station, man. We got no, JQ in the church house. Oh, man, we is up in here, man. We are, we are helping people and giving information. Man. And that's right. For those of you just joining us, man, JQ just shared um, a very, very powerful story about how depression took him down a dark, dark road that almost led to him taking his life. Yep. And yep. clearly he is still here. Still here. And we are grateful and we are the beneficiaries of his life because yes. he brings joy to so many of us on a daily, daily basis. But bro, bro, man, like I've been there. Yeah. I've yeah. been there. Yeah. Like I, I I had those thoughts. I actually had an attempt on my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still remember it like it was yesterday. The crazy part is the day, I say the day of, because when I tried to take my life, it was like one o'clock in the morning, Ooh. right? And I had several weddings to DJ the very next day or the same day because yeah. it's one o'clock in the morning. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's the same wow. day. It's already the next wow. day. Ooh, man. I'm calling friends. I'm trying to get people to like fill in for me because I'm like, yo, I got to go like, you know, now that it's all over and things are done. Like my wife at the time was like, hey, you need to go get some help. Yeah. Nobody would take the gig, bro. Nobody. Wow. Wow. So I end up going and DJing the very same day. Yeah. Turned out to be one of the dopest weddings I've ever DJed in my life. Wow. Like they was on the floor all night long. Yeah. I got five-star review from the couple because they had no idea, you know. Yeah. You yeah. Turn it on, you turn it off. Yeah. It's the yeah. nature of this business. Yeah. Um, man, when you did what you did and you realized that something was wrong, what'd you do next? Um, when I realized something was wrong, it was like I gotta figure out how to get this feeling out of me. Yeah. Like that that was the first thing. Um now I know I need to open my mouth and talk to my friends and the people around me that love me. Uh then it was like, what do I do? And you know, once I got deep into God and reading the Bible, reading scriptures, and that took the big weight off on me, it was a learning process. It was like always believed in God, always was in the church as a kid growing up. But when you're at your lowest, you'll see what God can do if you come to him honest, mm. open. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Not just saying, you know how people are like, ooh, ah, I'm a light bill. I ain't got my money for my light bill. <laughs> God, can you send me a blessing? God wants to know that you coming to him and you pouring your heart out and you being real. Like, God, I need help. Whatever I got to do, let me know, show me the way and, and just be open and honest with him. And he'll be there for you. And that was like the biggest light for me. And I tell people like God always work. God is always the foundation of it all. You know what I'm saying? If you believe in God and you, and, and it's a process, man, you know, Sometimes you got to find people that they get through to you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like get through to you. I, I'm not going to even lie. Going to church all the time. You Every now and again, coming up where I came from, you have some church days where they on point. You got some days you just sitting there. Mm-hmm. You fall it's a asleep. Lot. It's a lot like life. Oh, uh, yeah. I've been yeah. here too long. 
and you and you're going. I had this thing where you go into church just to say you went to church. Like you checking off something yeah. on a to do list or something. I'm supposed to go to church, so I've gone, I went to church today. Mm-hmm. And you tip God. Yeah. Like you don't tithe a, yeah. or, or provide an offering. You you tip them, yep. right? You're like, all right, here you go, God. This is for you. Thank but, you, man. Like, nah, that ain't how we approach them, though. Ooh, we. I and and the, and the crazy thing, and I got shout out to Michael Five Thousand Watts for this. This is when I first met Michael Five Thousand Watts, and I remember this is when he had Mike Jones and all of them out. And he came and did a show for me. And uh, Brian, uh, and I had already moved to Houston already, but I was driving back and forth doing shows. Um, I asked him, "Did uh, were they spending the night?" And he told me, "He said, nah, we all rushing back. Even him and Mike Jones, but well, we rushing back. We gotta go back. We gotta be at church in the morning. Like y'all ain't staying in the city. I mean, y'all just did the show. It's two o'clock in the morning. Like I got rooms now, man. We gonna go back. We gotta go to church." Like, where y'all go to church at? Man, we go to this place called Lakewood. And I'm like, Lakewood? And I remember seeing some things about Lakewood. The white preacher? <laughs> you know, because as an African-American kid, you yeah. know, we grow up in the church. Ah, yeah, the Lord, and da-da-da-da-da. Ah, and <laughs> yes, you know, that's like, the white preacher? Really? That was my, that was, that's like, you see see stuff on TV. And I was like, okay. But they piqued me interest mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. these two guys about to rush back and they go to go to this church. And this one, Lakewood, was on the north side. At the oh, old building, before old they took over the, the, com- yeah, so uh, this compact before comp- center. This before Compact Center and whatever it was before that summit. It was over in the other building. So, And I was staying on the north side at the top. Went to, to, uh, to church and saw Joel Osteen. And I was like, that whole sermon, like he was talking to me. Hmm. Like I felt like I was getting something out of it. I said, maybe this was one time. Went back the next week. Man, it's hitting me. Mm, lucky too. Go back again. <laughs> Same thing. Like I'm not tired. I like I'm I'm into it. And he's hitting my soul. And he's making me feel better mm-hmm. about things I'm going with. And from that point. I, I started going. I started going to to his church all the time and saying, you know, up until this point, you know, and I can't catch him. I try to watch it online, but you know, whatever people try to criticize him on, man, that guy, he did it for me. He yeah. did it for me. Um, did it for me. Like, like <laughs> that was one of the tools. And you know, I would watch online another guy that does it for me. Um, I'm not able to see him because he's in Dallas. TD Jakes. Oh yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, you know TD Jakes. You know what I'm saying? Also John Gray. You know after you know they moved over here to the new Lakewood Church. You know meeting John Gray and some of the things. So I'm all about someone that can touch me and motivate me. I just think it's kind of like a doctor. Yeah. You mm-hmm. have to find the doctor that works good for you that you yeah. feel comfortable with. Yep. That you're gonna get the most out. Whether whether if it's a trainer or a coach, you got to get the right person. And that's what did. So you know it's all about. Believing in God, pouring your heart out to God, also seeking help, you know, counseling, finding the right counselor. Now you got to go into counseling. Sometimes you got to go. A lot of people don't realize that at your job, you know, they have programs where you can get a few of them for free. You know what I'm saying? Like the yeah. first three sessions for free. Um, and then you got to find out if you're not getting nothing out of it. It's, it's no it's no shame in saying, hey, this is not working for me. I need to try somebody else. You know what I'm saying? You have to find the counselor that's able to dig deep into you and you're able to be open and honest and um and talk to this person and and really pour out your feelings to see what the what the problem is with that. And there's nothing wrong with getting counseled. Back when I was a kid coming up, if you went to get counseling, you was considered crazy. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's what my dad used to always say. Well, I mean, say. we used to feel it too, man. You know, I grew up on a SWAT, Southwest Eglick, Texas. You know what I'm saying? So I, I was involved in that as well. You you think that, oh, you're labeled crazy, yeah, right? Yeah. And and we've done a good job over the past years, decade perhaps, of dismantling that myth. Yeah. And and really opening up about mental health issues, yeah. just as important as physical health, right? Yep. And to take care of your mental health, because I didn't, man, bro, I didn't been there like I didn't been like three or four different counselors, right? Oh, yeah. Until you find one that you could really yep. gel with, like yep. I didn't been to some that they just sit there and listen to me talk about my problems, and I'm like. I could talk to anybody, right? Like I need somebody to give me some tips, some some advice, some things, some yeah. homework. Give me yeah. some homework. Yeah. You know, so I can go home and work on yeah. this, right? Yeah. Um speaking of that, 
right? Because like I said earlier, mental health can be compared. It's just as important as your physical health. Yes. And you're pretty in shape, dude. Yeah. yeah. You know, you, you go to the gym. Yep. You, you keep it right and tight. Yeah. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. How do you keep your mind right and tight? Man, I'm not going to even lie. Um, that's why I got so deep into working out. Working out calms me where I can really think to myself and get my mental together. Yeah. Like, so I'm uh, so me working out and, and, and it may not be for everybody. Me going, I, I go to the gym every day and if I miss it, I feel like I feel sick. You know what <laughs> yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. But it, it 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 helps my mental. It it it, it calms me down. It makes me happy, and it's all about happiness. You know what I'm saying? You got to find what makes you happy. And then that way you're able to deal better with your issues. So doing that, I'm able to go in and I go work out and I go sit in my car and I read. I read positive quotes. Some days I wake up and I'll be like, oh, I don't feel 100%. You're not going to be 100, but at least I got to be 90. Come on. So so if I'm 85, I go online, find a TD uh, thing. Or I might... Uh, I might Google something feeling down today about life quotes and it'll mm. pull up a bunch of quotes in that thing. I'm arguing with my wife today. She's making me Google. It's amazing what Google will pull up. <laughs> it'll pull up a quote. I'll say, let me try this. Not feeling my wife today. I need help quotes. Come on. <laughs> hey, bro, and, we Google everything and else. Google, and it, and it'll pull up some stuff. It'll pull up a whole bunch of quotes and I'll read that and I'll feel better. And I'm like, oh man, so that's is 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 going God counseling, reading positive stuff, and then also keeping positivity around you and your circle. Right now I'm at a part of my life. If you're negative, you can't be around me. Yeah. You know, and I shut it down immediately. I don't like to hear negativity. I don't hear no gossip. You know, and that's part of the process of you being who you are. And once I started taking those tools and and really living it. God changed my life around. I, I met my wife-to-be who changed, who added to me. They gets on me and be like, yo, you need to go to counseling. Yo, it's all right to cry. She mm. was the first woman that ever told me it's all right to cry. I grew up by my father. You were weak if you cried. Yeah. You know, and I had shit. It, it wasn't manly yeah. and masculine. Yeah, you know it was like every now and again I was crying. But now, you know, she would open me up and I was like, and I just lit it out. Ah, ah, just lit that because that's a weight. It's like crying. You'll hear a lot of powerful men and women that's entertainers that say, man, it's all right to cry. It's all right to put your emotions out there on the table and and and, and realize it. Talk to the people that love you, man. Don't be ashamed. Sometimes I got to call my friends. Like one of my best friends is Rob G. I, I, like I'll be feeling low. I call Rob. Hey, man. What's up, man? And, and I don't got to say, man, I'm going through it. Sometimes you just need to hear a voice and just talk about like, yeah, man, how you doing? Yeah, it's a little low. Say some good things. And you're like, man, hey, you feel better when you hang the phone and vice versa. People will call me and they may have some, they might not directly say what's going on with them, but they might be looking for a word to me or, hey, man, this happened to me. And I give them a positive outtake on it. Yeah. My my thing is positive outtakes on everything, no matter yes. how negative situation is, it's always a bright light at the end of the tunnel. Man, it's crazy, bro. Check this out. Because, you know, I know Rob. Rob is another one of my DJ heroes, right? Yeah. Um, and he always tells a story about how Robert Baseman Washington yeah. like, was very instrumental in, I won't say mentoring, but just pouring into him. Like, yeah. Rob wouldn't be at the church that he's at now had it mm -hmm. not been for Baseman, right? Yep. And then now to hear you say how uh, Rob G yeah. kind of pours into yeah. you. Yeah. And watch this. There have been many days where you've poured into me. Yeah. You yeah. see how this wow. cycle just yeah. keeps going on? Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, but if you keep your mouth shut, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's just say, God forbid, Baseman never shared with Rob about the church, right? Yeah. And Rob never ended up going to church, getting, mm -hmm. you know, all this other stuff that 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 he attributes to going yeah. to church. Yeah. Never pours into you. Yeah. You never pour into me. Like, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, but because you chose to break the cycle, man, it's 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 amazing. Hey man, man you, you gotta break it, man. You gotta break it, man. It, and it's 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 never too late. And and you just gotta open the mouth, man. Somebody, somebody loves you. And when you think you ain't got nobody, you got somebody. Yeah. We tend to think, man, you ain't got nobody. It's, it's, it's terrible. Well, if, if work is bad, find the positive in it. Mm -hmm. If your relationship is bad, 
hey man, get some help and 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 turn that relationship back into thing. Cause these tools not only help you with the individual, it helps you grow together. Like if you're married, boyfriend, girlfriend, all of this. Cause if you come in a situation depressed uh, and messed up in the head, you're thinking that okay, I'm gonna get with this person, or I'm gonna get with this job, and it's gonna change how I feel. If you're not feeling good on the inside, it's not. It's not. All yeah. you're doing is adding weight onto that situation, and you're not going to succeed. Bro, it's like pressure. You ever uh, blown up a balloon too much, right? Like oh, if you're yeah. blowing up a balloon, right? You're blowing it up. You know, I got kids, so we always yeah. got birthday parties, yeah. something yeah. going on. It's a lot of yeah. balloons that get blown up around yep. my house. Yep. So you blow up a, if you blow it up too much, right, the pressure just keeps building, mm-hmm. keeps building, keeps mm-hmm. building. And eventually the capacity of that balloon, once it's reached and can no longer house any more air, what you think going to happen? It's going to pop. It's going to pop. It's going to explode. It's going to blow up. You don't want um, that. And, and, and we definitely don't want that. The only way to avoid that from happening is to let out some of that air. Let, let that air out. Talk. And, and so, communicate. You know, man, tomorrow, talk, communicate. The one word that everybody hears and don't know how big it is, communicate is so important. We hear that. It sounds like a cliche. It sounds like a gimmick. That is so real. Communicate. It's go, it's deeper than, than what you think. It's just not talking on the phone. It's being open and honest, putting your pride to the side, putting your ego to the side, and letting it out. Man. It, it got to be to the point to where it's so big. If, if, if I got a problem with David, it's like I can come to you and say, hey, man, I don't like this about you, what you do on this. And can you take that information and not get in your feelings and be like, well, man, I'm sorry. Feel like, well, what am I doing? Well, let's try to see how we can yeah. make this better. A lot of people don't have the ego to listen to that. If man. you're in a relationship to tell your wife or your husband, I don't like this about you. You're doing it because you're holding it in and it don't have to be nothing bad and be like, I'm sorry, I feel that was, let me see, it is what it is or whatever, but get it off your chest and you can work to get that stuff right. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Don't worry, I'm going to make sure I always get your talent fees right. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> your endorsement fees will always be right with me. Ah, man. It's like, you just got to put it and out there. And if there's ever a question, Jake, just come holler at me, yeah, dog. Like, and that's the kind of person I am. I rarely have problems with people, but when I, if I feel just a little bit, I'm going to say, hey, man, why you do this? Why did you say that? You know what I'm saying? I could take something you said out of context. You didn't mean for it to sound that way. Yeah. But the way that I interpret it made me feel some type of way. Hey, man, I know the kind of person that you are, and you probably didn't mean, but it made me feel this way. Oh, man, I didn't. People have done me like that. Oh, man, you know what I say? In my new part of life, back in the day, I would be defensive. Man, what you tripping? Now, now Man, you know, I apologize for making you. I was not my intention to make you feel that way. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying I, I'm, I'm sorry, and I'll be more conscientious because sometimes I'll be freelance talking, and I can say something be like, "Oh," and I could be playing a lot of times. Sometimes I'm a jokester, but sometimes sometimes per- sometimes that <laughs> jokes that the, the person. If you're having a bad day, my joke. If I go too far, it can make you add to what you're feeling. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And I had that all the time. I happened in my household with my wife. Like I'll say hi, and I see the expression change. Uh-huh. Back in the day, we used to we used to argue till we found the tools about being open and honest. She, I You'd see like, it. Jay, I, Jay I, you playing too much. You yeah, playing too much. Right I see now. it right <laughs> in her face. I'm like, and I immediately start, "Hey, babe, you all right? Yeah, I'm fine. No, nah, did I say something? Yeah. What? I, oh, babe, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it like that. I was playing. Mm-hmm. And we're good. That's like that's it all just you took need. A few seconds. You gonna go to bed mad, and you gonna mess up your relationship. But you know what though? It took a good observant husband. You know what I'm saying? To to notice the countenance of your wife changed, mm-hmm. and then to suck it up and be a man about it. And say, hey, you know what? I caused this. How yep. can I fix it? Yep. Man, during the break, bro, you were sharing something with me that that really blessed me, and I think that a lot of people could benefit from it. Because in in our line of work, we're expected to turn it on and turn it off mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. It looks fun, mm-hmm. and a lot of times it is. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't take it for granted a single second. Yeah. But sometimes it could be hard, right? Do you ever get Bored isn't the word that I'm looking for, but in the mundane and the monotony of doing the same things over and over again, do you ever feel like, man, like I don't really feel like DJing this or doing this because like, how, like does that ever happen? And then how do you all, overcome that? All the time. Like even being in radio and DJing, 
You know, that's always been my passion, DJ. But, you know, sometimes stuff can get complaints, uh, repetitive. And you're like, I have a party and I have that one part because I'm a, I'm a big perfectionist. And I could have a party and if 100% wasn't rocking, it was only 75, which is still a good number. I'd be like, man, oh, that party, I, I'd be hard on myself. Man, I don't want to do this no more. And it's a movie. I'm a Rocky fan. Rocky Three. If you ever watched it, Rocky lost. He was the champion, lost to Mr. T. His once enemy, Apollo Creed, started training him. And he said, the reason you lost that match, because you lost your edge. You didn't have that hunger in your eye that you had when we first fought. So in order to get that back, you got to go back to the beginning. That always stuck with me. So what I would always do when I feel that, I go home to my mom's house in Bryant, and I go into the garage where all my records are. And I just sit in the middle of the records, take my record player, and I would play and listen to music, and I look around from the beginning when I used to carry these speakers and these records around. Or I jump on a plane, and I go see one of my DJs that I look up to, find somewhere they're spinning, and go here, see something different, and, and get that hump. Like, oh, it was so massive. That I was like, ah, I love it. And, you know, I tell one guy I went to, it was in L.A. one time, and this was before the pandemic. I was feeling bad, whatever, whatever. And I went to a party, and D-Nice was DJing. Come on, D-Nice. And it gave me so much joy and inspiration. I was hyped when I went back. Yeah, man. And you got to do that. You gotta it's go. tough sometimes, like, observing and watching other DJs. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, It's uh, like, you know, sometimes just the way we make people feel. Yeah entertaining on the radio and DJing people do that for us mm -hmm. and sometimes you just got to go because you're listening to yourself all the time sometimes you got to break away from that go hear somebody else that you like and bond and blend Bro, it's like because you're pouring out so often right like yeah you're, it's like a cup yep. and if you run out if you're not refilling that cup uh -huh. you ain't got nothing to pour out yep. especially as a dj yep. if you're not filling it up by yep. studying music and observing other djs and da da da, yep. like you don't have nothing to give yep and i remember this one scripture bro like it, what you just said reminded me of the scripture in revelations when um god had told the the church of ephesus he said man you guys are doing a lot of great stuff Right. Mm -hmm. You know, you're you're serving, you're giving back to the poor, you worshiping, y'all having church. You know what I'm saying? You got a lot of good stuff going on. He said, but yeah. I got this one thing against you. Just this one thing. He said, you forsaken your first love. You fallen from your first love, Ooh. which is me. Yep. Right. Yep. And I think about that a lot because even in our professions, right, we can forget our first love, which mm -hmm. in your case was mm -hmm. going back home and, and, and touching the vinyl. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. how you know he's a yeah. real DJ, y'all. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the, so. the crate carrier. Yeah. Um, or in relationships, like sometimes our relationships get complacent. Mm -hmm. We don't woo and date our spouses like we did when we was first trying to get at them. Like, yeah. you remember when we were first trying to yeah. get them, right? Yep. Dog, yep. we was working hard. Yep. Yep. Yeah, we was going on all expensive kind yep. of dates and dressing yep. up, wearing cologne. Yep. And then all of a sudden we forget our first love now that we got him and we married and things can get complacent. Yeah. The same thing was happening to the church at Ephesus, bro. They was Ooh. they was doing all this cool stuff for God. Yeah. But they forgot like why they fell in love with him yes. in the first place. Yes. Yes. And I think, man, for a lot of us, I know for me, what I got out of that, bro, is to not forsake our first love. Nope. Terry yep. tells us that all the time. Oh, She's yeah. like, a lot of times go back to what you were passionate about as kids. Yep. And, yep. and a lot of times you can find hope in that. You can find some inspiration and motivation. All day, all day. That's mm -hmm. all you got to do is go back. And that goes back, your your first love, whatever that was. And then, like you say about the relationships, hey, <laughs> man, you got to think. I had to go through that like, dang, you get so busy. Hey, man, you got to date your spouse. Come on. Hey, man. Hey, it's date night. We got we got date night minimum twice a week, if not three or four. Mm -hmm. You know, it's date night. Hey, let's go, boom. And your your spouse has to be your best friend because at the end of the day, when you fighting and argue, you never want to see yourself without your best friend. Come and on. when you have that, you can do everything together. Like they'll see me and my wife at a lot of places, and they be like, "Man, your wife be pretty much everywhere." I say, "Cause that's my best friend." 
Like, it's not like she's sitting there watching, like, ooh, look at these people coming up there. She cheers me on, and I dance and play with her. Like, you know, that's my, that's my friend. It's like, whatever, whatever. That's my wife. That's my girlfriend. And that's my best friend. So I, we can do everything together. I love it. And I think that's what you got to do, man, because that's what God wants. Come on, man. Ooh. I know that's right. Oh, I know that's what man. I want. Man. I want. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, Houston, you are now rocking with the Still Save Show. I got my homie, my DJ hero, JQ, in the building. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. He just broke down the breakthrough on some pretty, pretty powerful stuff. I'll say this, man. Before we go, I got two more things. Okay. All right? And I want you to help me out here. Okay. There's somebody listening right now, either themselves or they know somebody that is in a similar situation. What was one thing that you want to want them to know if they hear your voice right now? Hey, man, go to God. Be humble. Open arms. Like, really, go to him. Read. It's a lot of stuff out there, man, that'll get you through it. Second, talk to your friends that love you. Somebody love you. If you feel like you don't want to be here no more, somebody loves you. Talk to that person. It's okay to say, I don't want to be here. They're going to listen to you. Number three, hey man, you circle back to number one. <laughs> Go back there. Repeat, reuse, recycle. There it is. There it is right there. Hey, straight up, man. I definitely support that message. Yes. I done been there, done that, bought the t shirt, and took it back. Yes, indeed. Oh, man, bro. I really, really appreciate you kicking it with me, being humble and honest and transparent. Yes. Just, yes. just opening it up, dog. Like, hey, it man, takes a real man. I appreciate you having me, man. I love this kind of stuff, man, That we, because we we, we, we we, were given an instrument, man, to help people. You know what I'm saying? God used us, uh, put us through things so we could tell a story to help someone else. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's what it's all about yeah. at the end of the day. Man, yeah. bro, you usually on the other side. Yeah. You usually <laughs> on the other side. How's it feel? Hey, man, feel good, man. <laughs> be on the other side, like, hey, I kind of like this right here. You know what I'm saying? On the in on the interview side, yeah, like, I'm like no. the interviewee. Hey, what you what you doing all these movies and stuff, man? Hey, you better man. get comfortable. Hey man, I'm, I'm ready for it, man. Get hey, hey God, God has been blessing me. Once I gave it all up to Him, and I, I walk walk in the lanes that He wants me to walk to. A lot of doors are opening, and and I never take it for granted. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not perfect. Do do I still have dark days? Yes, but I immediately turn the light on it. Come on, immediately. Man. It ain't gonna last that long. Yeah. Hey, yeah. The, it's darkness. Flick the light on. It's always just a switch. Yeah. That quick. Click. Mm -hmm. And even if you can't find a switch, just know that if you hold on, joy will come in the morning. Woo. All right. If you just hold on, if you don't know what else to do, Boy. I can tell you this much. Just hold on. Hold darkness on. Darkness may last for a night. Weeping may endure for a night. But I promise you, joy comes in the morning. Just Boy. as surely as the sun rises, that joy is right around the corner. That part. Come on. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it has been an honor and a pleasure to rock with you each and every Saturday. I'm Just Dave with my homie DJ JQ. Yes. Here on the Still Save Show on Houston's Inspiration Station, Praise 92.1. Bless it. Hey.